on Daf Samaches we've got. So starting on Samaches Samad Beis at the bottom of the Omud. Um, here we deal with two very important personalities in the in the Gemara, Rav Yosef and Rav Sheshes, uh, and they're kind of parallel personalities, although they they lived in similar time, but they lived in they operate in different parts. Rav Yosef was was Rosh Hashiva in Pumpedisa after Rabbo died. Um, Rav Yosef was, was actually supposed to be the Rosh Hashiva, the first Rosh Hashiva. And they asked, they sent a Shiloh to Yisrael after Rav Yehuda died as to who should take his place. Um, Rav Yosef was known for his vast knowledge of, of Torah and, and, his, and just his knowledge, the, the body of Torah. And uh, Rabbo, who was a close friend of Rav Yosef, the <coughs> of Rav Yosef, was known for his, uh, for his pilpul, for his ability to reason and to think. And the question was, who would make the, the better Rosh Hashiva? And from Eretz Yisrael, they said, it should go to Rav Yosef. There was a time there were no Sforim. So the first thing you've got to make sure is you've got the content, you've got the material. And Rav Yosef knew the whole of Torah, and it was more important that he should be the Rosh Hashiva. Rav Yosef conceded and gave it to Rabba for various reasons. And Rabba was then the Rosh Hashiva in Pumpedita for over 20 years, and, and Rav Yosef took over for a few years after, Rav, uh, after Rabba died. Uh, similarly, Rav Sheshes and Rav Chista had the same kind of relationship. Rav Chista was known for his ability, for his sharpness, his ability to reason, and Rav Sheshes for his body of knowledge. He was a bochi, he knew, he knew all, of the, all of the Torah, Kola Torah Kula. And, um, and the other similarity is they were both blind. Uh, and it's, so the, this little piece of Gomorrah concerns them, and we're told Rav, Sheshe, uh, Rav Yosef Biyomad Atzarta uh, Rav Yosef on Shavuos, Omar Avdi Li Iglatlasa. He used to instruct his um, his staff to create to, to prepare for him an Iglatlasa. Different views as to what it means, but it's a very very uh, amazing gourmet piece of of agil, of, of veal, and it had to be uh, just a particular type of meat. And he made a big party. And the Gemara is talking there about how we use food to celebrate. Uh, even the, the highest things, even Dvorim Shibikadusha, Shabbos, Yom Tov, we use food to celebrate. Uh, it's, it's an important way of the way we celebrate, and we can perhaps touch on why that is. And he would, that's what he would do on Shavuos. Why specifically on Shavuos? He used to say, Eloi Hayyome de Kogarim, if it wasn't for Shavuos, Matan Torah, that is the original source of my, of everything I have, Kama Yosef Ike I would just be another Joe. I wouldn't be a Rav Yosef, I would just be Joe. And there are lots of Joes around, and there'd be nothing special about me. So interestingly, it's, it's important to notice how Rav Yosef is, is he's not celebrating the universal aspect of Shavuos and Kam Yisrael got the Torah, and the world has got the Torah, and what that's done to the history of the world and to humanity and to the Jewish people and to our relationship with Hashem and Eretz Yisrael and the Beis Amikdash and everything that goes with it. He personalizes it. What did it do for me? For me, I'm, I'm going to give Hedah on Shavuos. Yes, everybody, we do Shavuos, we'll do whatever we need to do for Kabbalah Satara, but, but how do I personalize it? For me, it made me unique. Without Torah, I would have been a regular guy. So what, what does he mean then? And with Torah, so you're not, a, you're not a regular Joe, but you're a Rav Yosef, and there are lots of Rabonim, there are lots of Tamidich Chachomim. You're still just one of a crowd. But no, that's not what Torah does. Torah makes each person unique. If each person is learning Torah properly, each person sees it differently, understands it differently, sees the world differently through the eyes of Torah. There are ten Talmidei Chachomim, we're all learning the same, same Masechta, 
They're not going to learn it the same. They're not going to reach the same conclusions. They're not going to come to the same answers. Each one is going to have a specific approach. Uh, and and it, it, it enhances and amplifies a person's uniqueness. Other, uh, unlike a lot of other religions, which are, which are much more dogmatic, and they make people the same. They, uni they, they create uniformity among people. Torah creates people who are very different and very diverse. And that's why we've got machlokes in the, in the Gemara, because people see the world differently. They see Torah differently, and we reason it out and we work it out. It amplifies difference. And Rav Yosef says, I wouldn't be different. I wouldn't be unique if I had not had access to Torah. So for me, that's the celebration of Torah. Shavuos is a really special day for me, says Rav, Rav Yosef. Rav Sheshis called Klasin Yom Mahadele Talmudah. Rav Sheshis used to make a siyum every 30 days. On the whole of Shas, on the whole of, of Torah, every 30 days he would re review his entire, all his Torah. But Tali Vekoi Be'ivra de Dasho, and he would stand in a doorway, Omar, and he would say, Chadoi Nafshoi, Chadoi Nafshi, celebrate my nefesh, celebrate. Lach Keroi, Lach Tanoi, all the learning and, and of Kumish, Tanach, Mishnayas, Brises, everything I learn, I do for you, he says to his nefesh. So he engages in a conversation with his nefesh. Um, and, wh and what does that really mean? So the um, Rabbeinu Chananel says, Kloima Simchi Lach, be happy and joyful, Korosi, Simchi, Lach Korosi, Kadeshi Tehei, I've, I celebrate my nefesh so that you will be secure in Olam Habo. But, and there are much bigger reasons for the world to have Torah other than the personal benefits to Rav Sheshit and Rav Yosef. And the Gemara then comes to the conclusion and says, yes, there are bigger reasons and one has to be aware of those bigger reasons. But at the end of the day, this phrase, Adaita de Nafsha, is important. It says the Gemara, yes, there are all these bigger reasons. As Reb Chaim Veloshna says, you can't, there are these bigger reasons to learn Torah, but you don't need them to start. To start learning Torah, you just learn because you love it. You learn because it's nice. You learn because, it's, because you enjoy it. So the Gemara says, you start off, when a person starts their learning, it's Adaita de Nafsha, it's for their, own, for their own good, so to say. And then the bigger things grow out of that and develop out of that. From the wording in Rabbeinu Hanan, it's in, important. The ikoro, he says, um, ikar mihat ki avid inshil nafshi avid. The, the ikoro he translates as ikar. That, and you remember, we talked about tam ki ikar. We talked about the idea of ikar being the root from which it comes. So the ikar, the root that nourishes our limud Torah, is doing it for our nefesh. Once we're connected, once our nefesh is connected to the Torah, then the Torah has all these other massive universal benefits for the world. But it starts off the Ikka, it's not just in time. So I think what Rabbi Hananel is saying is, Meikoro doesn't just mean when you start off as a child, you start off doing it for yourself and then you develop. No, the Ikka, whenever you're learning, the root from which your learning is drawing nourishment is because you're doing it with your nefesh. And then comes the big things that keeping the world going, that it does all these amazing things for the universe. The, um, the idea of nefesh, it doesn't mean um, in the Shoma. And, and we'll see, if we have time, what the Bani Hananel means about Olam Habo. But it, nefesh is not neshama. So we know there's, a, there's nefesh, there's ruach, there's neshama. Nefesh is 
the life force. It, it's just what keeps you alive. It's your heart beating, it's your breathing, it's your sensations, it's your feeling, it's your eating, it's your walking, it's your sleeping. That's, that's, that's nefesh. That's what, the nefesh keeps that going, the machinery of existence. Ruach is the ability to reason and to think and to speak. That's where the Ruach is. And then the Shoma is your connection to Hashem. That's your spirituality, which is a, th- a third level. He's referring to his nefesh. He's not saying my neshama have rejoice, my neshama rejoice. So he's saying Torah is my source of energy. That's what it means. And when, and when the Gemara says, Rabbi Nechanan says, the Ikha, you start learning because it energizes you. And if it's not energizing you, there's something wrong with the learning. That's your indication that you're not learning. Something's wrong, you're not getting it. A Torah should energize, it should bring you enormous energy. That's the nefesh. And Rav, and Rav, uh, Rav Shesha says, that's what I learn for. And, and, um, and from that will come the, the bigger things. The idea of Olam Habo we have on, the, on Omud Aleph, where the Gomorrah goes into the whole thing. And it's in fact Rav Chiste who says, Ramik, he asks the two psukim, it says on the one hand in, um, in, in Devarim, the Chofra Halavono Vosho Hachamo, no, this is, says the Tanakh in Yeshayahu. That in the time to come, the sun and the moon will be embarrassed and they'll stop giving light. And there's another post that says in... Um, uh, there's another posuk that says in Yeshayahu also that the t- in the time to come the moon's light will be like the sun's and the sun's will be seven times as bright as it was in the beginning of creation. So what's going to happen? Are we going to have light or we're not? One of the answers that Rav Chista gives is it depends on Olam Haba and Yemot HaMashiach. Those are two different periods. Yemot HaMashiach is, is a natural time. The Gemara goes on and says, What about according to Shmuel? He says that there's no, when Mashiach comes, life goes on as usual. It's not, not going to be some miraculous different thing. It's just we won't, work with, we won't be governed by the, the other nations. We'll be totally independent. That's the only difference. We'll have a melech. Olam um, Habo is different. Olam Habo is, Mashiach is part of this reality. It's this reality with a melech, with Mashiach, as it was in the times of, of, of David HaMelech, and Shlomo HaMelech, with the Beis Hamikdash. That's what it is, but it's this reality. Olam Habo is after the 6,000 years. That's in 220 years' time. When the, when the reality changes into a new type of reality, at that time, the Gemara says, you won't need the sun and the moon. You won't need light from a physical source. Because the light from the Ribbon Shalom and from the Torah will be bright enough to provide all the energy we need. So again, we see the Ribbon Shalom and a connection with Ribbon Shalom providing the energy. So when Rabbi Nechananel says that Rav Sheshis is talking about the Olam Habo, that's what he's talking about. I want my nefesh to be so energized that it doesn't need light. And it's interesting that Rav Sheshis is the person, the Gemara says in, in Brochus, I think it is. Yeah, we learned it in Brochus. Remember that, that case where the, um, everybody goes out to see the king and uh, the tzaduki says to Rav Sheshe, uh, what is a cracked utensil going to draw water for? In other words, you're coming here for sightseeing. You're coming here for the tourist sites to see the king go by. You're blind. What are you doing here? And he says, you'll see, I'll see better than you. And, and the first 
group of, of soldiers come by and there's trumpeting and things and then and the tzvika says, shh, the king's coming. Rav Shesha says, he's not. Second time, he says, he's not. And then there's silence. And Rav Shesha says, now the king's coming and he brings the psukim of kol demomadako, that Hashem is to be found in silence. The idea that Rav Sheshis could see in ways that people with eyes can't. He understands what, the, what Torah as a source of, of energy and light is. That Torah can enable one to perceive things that you can't perceive without, uh, without Torah. So Rav Sheshis, in his blindness, could see things that the Tzeduki couldn't see with his eyes. And that links to the Rav Sheshis over here saying, this Torah has made me what I am. I've done it for you, my nefesh. It's for the aliveness of living. That's why I learned Torah. Without this, what would it be? Every month, he celebrated the aliveness of his nefesh that drew from Torah. And Rav Yosef, every Shavuot, celebrated the uniqueness of his existence, of his being, which he got from Torah. Important thing to understand from here is how important it is to personalize. What is Torah doing for you? What did this daf do for you? What did this piece of Gemara do for you? That's the question you've got to ask yourself after every piece of learning. Every time you hear a shir, every time you learn a piece of a Mishnah, a piece of Gemara, a piece of Chumash, what has this done for me? What can I celebrate? Just the fact that there's a Torah in the Sefer? That's not what it is. What is how has it changed me? What's it given me that is celebratory, that is worthy of celebration? And as we begin to look at it that way and to access it that way, our thrill and our enjoyment and our excitement of Torah grows and our ability to be innovative and new and fresh and, and uh, to understand the Torah grows with that as well. Sure.